Hello and welcome to TMG Unfiltered. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are Two Market Girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we run our blog, how we shoot our videos. Sometimes we talk about trending news topics. And today we have a very special episode because we have a very special guest with us. I'd like to welcome Tori Helpum to the show. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for being with us, Tori. So today's episode is going to be about being vegan and being pregnant Mm -hmm. because congratulations Tori you're pregnant right now I am I'm exactly six months today oh wow exciting (laughs) I know it's like snuck up so quick yeah I can imagine it does yeah so you don't want to do you want to give a little backstory about you and what you do sure so my name is Tori I have an Instagram account called Tori Halpin I was thinking on the way here how I started it actually because I kind of forgot and it started as a project we had to start an Instagram account about something we were passionate about and at that point, the only thing I could think about was veganism. Yeah. I'd been vegan for like two yeah. months and I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like post my food and my recipes, but I wouldn't let anybody follow me. And like if friends said they found me through the Explore page, I'd be like so embarrassed. I wouldn't let anyone really? follow me. And it was, I don't know why I was doing it, but yeah. I was just like loved doing it. And I had my personal Instagram account still. Yeah. And then eventually I'd want to post the same photo on both accounts like of me. <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm annoying all of my friends. <laughs> like no one needs to see this twice. So eventually I just like switched it all over to my Instagram account, Dory Halpin, and now I just like post about myself and recipes and food, all vegan, all Toronto. Cool. I love following your stuff. You're really good at just kind of like showing your day very authentically and just what you eat and the restaurants you go to. Yeah, I like to eat. (laughs) I like to talk. As I feel like most (laughs) vegans do, you know, because it's just there's so much good food out there. It's my favorite pastime. Oh, yeah. Yes, I agree. It's like a very professional hobby. (laughs) Yeah, like any trip that I do the itinerary revolves around restaurants and then we think about where we're gonna stay and then it all like leads from there (laughs) yeah no like I literally recently went to Montreal and the only thing I planned is where we were gonna eat and I was like we have to figure out what we're doing in between these eating times but this is what we're gonna eat (laughs) yeah I totally get it that doesn't seem crazy at all to me (laughs) (laughs) so how long have you been vegan total then I've been vegan I went in the spring of 2015 so I guess four years ago okay it seems a lot longer than that right I think it just like takes over your your life like you get so passionate about it and you're eating my husband went vegan a few months after me so we've just sort of both been vegan we had a vegan wedding like I just feel like we're all about veganism so it seems like longer than four years but four years because it so quickly just becomes like kind of second nature in a way totally once you make all those little adjustments it's like you don't even remember how you weren't vegan yeah yeah, and not even like it's hard, so it seems longer. It's just so natural to me mm-hmm. that it seems like it's been you, longer. You like forget that you were never, like there was a point where you weren't vegan. Cause you're like, oh, I've just been doing this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just becomes so second nature. And I think especially because my husband's vegan as well. Like, yeah. It's just our lives are just vegan. Yeah. 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 So when you went vegan or or when you started thinking about that you might want kids, did you wonder like how the two would interact like veganism and pregnancy I didn't which is weird for me because I'm such a huge planner like I get obsessive about everything but it didn't even occur to me I went vegan it was before we were even engaged so even though I always knew I wanted kids I think it just didn't even occur to me about kids yeah and I also the reason I went vegan was the documentary what the health okay so I think I was just so bought into the health aspect of it that it didn't occur to me that it'd be healthy for me but not while I'm pregnant yeah like I was just so bought into like it's the healthiest way to go Mm mm-hmm and everything so yeah. I just never luckily it never occurred to me because or else I could have spiraled to like mm-hmm. making sure it was yeah. good but I was just so bought into the health aspects that it just didn't occur to me that it wouldn't be healthy mm. yeah and, then, and now it just feels like yeah and then by the time it was time to get pregnant I had learned so much yeah. more yeah that it didn't even face me that makes a lot of sense because like I was saying to Catherine I've only been vegan 
a year and a half about a year and a half yeah yeah. really yeah wow um I I did it very slowly like when we started the blog I was I was vegan and you were not eating chicken no I was not not eating eating red meat. meat yeah and then pretty quickly I gave up chicken and fish and went vegetarian and then a year later I went vegan like I did it pretty slowly um, but I said to Catherine, like, if I got pregnant now, I feel like I need a little bit more vegan experience before I'm ready to do, like, pregnant and vegan. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's, like, a lot of changes, yeah. right? Yeah, pregnancy is new. So I was glad I had the vegan thing, like, down pat. Like, I feel very confident in yeah. what's healthy to eat and just what's nutritious. So I yeah. only had to figure out the pregnancy stuff, yeah. what to eat, exactly. rather than both at once. Do you track your, like, nutrition a lot? Or did you I before do. and do you more now? I find it so fun. <laughs> So, you know the app Chronometer? Yes. For the website Chronometer. I love it. I think everyone should do it. Not every day because that's obsessive, but just every so often, like once a month, just to see where you are and what your nutrients are. And I like it because it doesn't focus on your calories. It Mm -hmm. focuses on your nutrients, which Mm -hmm. is what you need. So when I got pregnant, I started entering in everything and just seeing where my nutrients were. And my sister was like, how long do you have to do this for? I was like, this is fun. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a chore. It's like a game every day to get as close to 100% as you could. I love it. Um, I didn't. It's harder when you're eating out, obviously, because you need to like guess what's sort of Mm. in it. But when you're eating home-cooked meals anyways, and you can enter in recipes. And if I eat like lasagna that I always make, I can just like punch it in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I track it through there. And I love it. And you definitely don't need to do that every day. Yeah. But it's sort of like a game to me. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So I, I do it through there and that sounds crazy. <laughs> no, I think it's important to do. And I mean. I think so too. I think it's a, even like for anyone that isn't involved in anything extra for it, like that involves their health. I feel like it's good to just check in with your body every once totally. in a while. And make sure what you're eating is doing what it needs to do for your body. Mm-hmm. Totally. Even if you're not vegan. Yeah. Like yeah. Everybody should be checking to see where they are. I was surprised. Uh, my hospital is Mount Sinai, which is like mm-hmm. a pretty reputable hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed that every appointment they'd be checking my blood and seeing where right. my nutrients are. And they don't. Yeah. I think they only check it if there's a problem. Yeah. Oh, so wow. I was like, oh, they'll tell me if my calcium's not high enough. Yeah. Or they'll tell me. But they don't tell you anything unless something's wrong. Huh. Unless there's a reason to like check Yeah. It, like right? the baby's yeah. a little bit underweight or something is happening. So mm-hmm. I was... I was like, this is nuts. I've got to do something about this. (laughs) So for my first appointment, I printed out all my chronometer reports for the first three months and like color coded them and showed them to my doctor. And I was like, is this okay? He's like, yeah, you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Just checking. (laughs) But in general, you found like the doctors weren't really phased by the fact that you're vegan. I was so surprised. I was so nervous. Like the first appointment I went to where they were like, you're pregnant. Congratulations. And they started listing everything that you can't eat, yeah. which a lot of it is not vegan food. Yeah. It's like deli meats and fish, raw fish. And yeah, stuff like, like all that, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I was nervous to say this, but I was like, I'm just gonna cut you off. But I'm vegan, so like you don't need to go through that list because yeah. it was taking her seriously a long time to list everything <laughs> wow. that I couldn't eat. It was like hot dogs and like whatever, and I'm like, I'm not gonna eat that. Yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, Oh this is going to be so easy for you then. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God. And so the only things I can't have are raw sprouts and unpasteurized juice. Okay. Which, like, is fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I told the doctor after, and I thought he might say something, but he was like, cool. And, like, wow. didn't even, like, not even phased at all. Yeah. That's, like, it's such a nice to see that the world we live in is changing because I feel like even just, like, five years ago, that would have been so drastically different of a reaction. Totally. 
Yeah, or I feel like people that aren't vegan maybe assume that it's a big issue and you're probably malnourished and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So when you get pregnant, doctors are going to have a problem with it or you're going to have to make changes, but that's really not true. Yeah. And I mean, especially if you're tracking it and you know for sure. <laughs> yeah, because that's I think that's why I wasn't really too concerned with the nurse I was because I wasn't really tracking it yet or anything. Mm-hmm. So that was Ray when we got pregnant. But then for the doctor, I was like, I have my stats. Like, I've got my receipts. <laughs> yeah. I am good to go. <laughs> but I have had a few people reach out to me saying that they're pregnant and their doctors were concerned mm-hmm. so they were like what did you do yeah. so I don't think every doctor yeah. is that yeah progressive but did they say what the concerns were that the doctors had they wanted to make sure they got enough omega-3s omega-6s right. which I've started adding in chia seeds nice. just to, yeah. throughout the day which yeah. you totally get it all so makes sense yeah and I was like as long as you have it on chronometer as long as you're safe for yourself mm-hmm. you're like you're fine mm-hmm. was there anything like um when you go pregnant is there any like vitamins that you need to increase beyond the normal daily amount that you needed to like watch yeah so you want to get a prenatal some like very extreme like health whatever they're like I'm just eating for my body but it's like you really should get a prenatal (laughs) (laughs) so I got one from uh my kind organics I forget the parent brand of that anyways but it's all made with all natural whole foods Mm -hmm. but it's not like hippy dippy stuff it's like a real prenatal Mm -hmm. but instead of being made with chemicals it's made with like crushed up blueberries and cranberries and whatever so I felt like I was still getting all the nutrients Mm -hmm. that I needed from whole foods Mm -hmm. but in that form so you need to make sure you're getting enough folic acid or folate folic acid mm-hmm. um and b12 obviously yeah. and then you're supposed to start taking your prenatal three months before you even start conceiving and then Ooh. to prep your body hmm. and then also the whole time you're pregnant and then also while you're breastfeeding wow Whoa. i had no idea about yeah, that well, you're gonna learn so much today Kathy. <laughs> yeah yeah so sometimes i look at my nutrients um you can do it without your supplements and then yeah. with your supplements so i can see it without the prenatal i'm like whoa my prenatal like really gets you like yeah. up there yeah just mm. cool and it has like everything that you need that's awesome yeah so i've been taking the prenatal for a while now yeah <laughs> We are, yeah, we are definitely learning We're a learn, lot. We're going to learn, yeah. <laughs> I, what I'm really curious about, though, when you first got pregnant, did you notice, like, changes in your eating habits or, like, your cravings appetite? Or, yeah. yeah. I was lucky. I didn't have any cravings or food aversions. Wow. And apparently food aversions are more common than cravings. Yeah. So that's, like, you right. throw up when you, like, see something. Yeah. And even, like, the healthiest Instagrammers, they're like, I thought I was going to eat salad the whole time, but it made me want to, like, throw up. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know what to do. But yeah. I was lucky and I didn't – I could eat perfectly that's normal. That's amazing. Which was awesome. Yeah, so I didn't have any cravings, any food aversions. Um, something I learned, too, is that you're not actually eating for two. You're only supposed to eat an extra, like, 300 calories a day. Oh. Which is like a sandwich or yeah. a smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, an extra sandwich sounds great. That's great. Oh, an extra donut. No. Be too much? No, maybe not. <laughs> so I would find myself eating like one breakfast at home. Mm-hmm. And then I would bring a second breakfast to work. Mm-hmm. So I'd eat at like 7 o'clock and then like 10 o'clock. And then I would have lunch and that would be enough for me. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I guess I am eating more, but it doesn't really seem like it. Like yeah. I can tell by my calories I am, but it yeah. doesn't seem like I'm all of a sudden yeah. eating like double or anything. Yeah. But do you find like you have you're hungry more often or no, it's like the same? I feel like I'm hungry the same, but if I don't eat breakfast for whatever reason, mm. I eat breakfast like ninety five percent of the time, but if I don't eat it, all of a sudden I'll start to feel like a bit faint or something and it's like, Oh, I need some nutrients yeah. in me. That would be the only change for me. But I know everybody's different. Some mm-hmm. people obviously need to do a lot more. Yeah. So you had any cravings yet? Or? No, I'm so no, boring. No. <laughs> I've had none. One time I faked a craving for Chipotle. <laughs> I mean, that's perfect. Yes. If you're ever just like, 
wanting something, you just be like, I'll just say it's a craving. The baby yeah, like, wants it. What's a craving? I want it. Like, yeah. does that count? Is that yeah. I want something and I'm pregnant. Is yeah, that a craving? Really. Right? Because everyone paints it as like this thing that you can't ignore because you just need it so I know. badly, right? And I've been waiting to like send my husband out to get me like vegan Ben and Jerry's <laughs> at like 3 a.m. But like, no. <laughs> I mean, Chipotle run sounds great though. Mm-hmm. Instead of an ice cream run, I've always been out for yeah. a Chipotle run. I need to play that up a lot more. Yeah. Cravings. I only have three months left. You gotta really get one. Come on. I do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> as soon as I get home. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. really craving a burrito right now. Like, what did those girls do to you? <laughs> It's funny because the number one question people ask me is like, what would you do if you crave meat? I mean, I've thought about that too. I feel like now, I mean, again, I don't know, but I feel like now there's so many substitutions that kind of are so close Mm -hmm. to the texture. And even just like, like I still crave things from time to time Mm -hmm. that aren't vegan, but there's the vegan versions of it that satisfy that craving for me. And I feel like it's probably the same when you're pregnant, but I don't know. Yeah. Like I just feel like if I wanted chicken nuggets, I'd have a Gardein chicken nugget or something like that. Yeah. And then I also feel at the end of the day, it's like if I craved human meat, I still wouldn't eat it because it's yeah. still wrong. Yeah, like I feel exactly, like my yeah. morals, are, my ethics are still here. Like yeah. even They're if still I... stronger than your cravings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that question, people are always so disappointed when I answer that. Like they want me to be like, oh, I would eat a steak. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. I wouldn't still. <laughs> no. Although I am curious, like people who, ha- who are vegan and, ha- and have had, had that craving – like how bad it gets yeah and yeah it's easy for us to sit here and be like we wouldn't do it yeah and how they deal with it yeah like i feel like that would be such a hard thing to deal with there's just from the moral standpoint and just you know getting what your body is craving and Mm -hmm. telling you to eat i feel like that'd be such a hard thing to deal with and you're pregnant Mm -hmm. on top of that so but i mean maybe if you just go in it if you go into it with the mindset that like I might crave something ridiculous, but that doesn't mean I'm going to eat it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Just because like I'm some pregnant people... doesn't mean I yeah. lose my senses. <laughs> some people eat dirt when they're pregnant because they're low in iron or something yeah. like that. So they crave dirt. You know that you're not supposed to eat <laughs> yeah. dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I know for myself that like I don't want to eat an animal. So I feel like it'd yeah. be like the same thing. Yeah. I feel like we'll see. I'll update you <laughs> if that changes, but it won't. <laughs> cool. Now, you recently took a trip out west. I did. And I know you did a blog post all about traveling pregnant. So what was that like? That was so much easier than I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I feel like I've had a very, like, boring pregnancy. (laughs) Like, it's been easy. Hey, that's pretty – knock on wood. I was going to say, yeah, I feel like most people would love that. Yeah, Yeah, it was not – it took a while for us to get pregnant, but then ever since I got pregnant, mm-hmm. it's been like, I feel like the universe is like, okay, you're here, yeah. <laughs> you're fine. Um, so we decided, my husband is very, very, very safety conscious, mm-hmm. which is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's read all the baby books. I'm like, it'll be fine. Aww. But he's just like very, he's like in our Amazon cart, he's like, you might get like a nipple infection when you're breastfeeding. So I added this little pill <laughs> to our Amazon cart just in case later on. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's great. You do, yo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So he really wanted us to stay in Canada, which yeah. like makes sense. I agree with that. Just in case anything were to happen, yeah. we'd have healthcare. And then you're not supposed to travel for over five hours mm-hmm. on a flight is what they recommend okay. just because you could get blood clots in yeah. your calves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're supposed to get up and walk around every hour. Um, I drank so much water anyways that I yeah. peed 11 yep. times oh, on wow. the way there. Wow. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> The people sitting next to the bathroom must have thought, I don't know what they thought, but yeah, really. I was in the bathroom 11 times. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so what I found, my like must-haves for traveling while pregnant would be insoles for your feet because mm-hmm. your feet start to hurt mm-hmm. just because the extra weight that you're carrying 
And apparently you have extra blood, so your joints start to like loosen, so your arches get lower hmm. if you can. So I would get like cramps in my foot sometimes, but solved mm-hmm. with insoles. I packed my heating pad for my back, mm-hmm. which like took a little bit of space up in the bag, but I'm really glad I did that. Uh, lots of foot massages for my husband. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was glad also we kept it low key on purpose. Like yeah. we planned out where we wanted to eat, obviously. But then we were very just like casual besides for that. It wasn't like we went, I think if you went to like Paris or Europe, you'd feel like you had to do so many things. Yeah. But we were in like Victoria and then Vancouver. So we could just sort of casually wander around. And mm-hmm. if I felt tired, we could like go back. Yeah. Yeah. There was- wasn't this pressure to go out and see everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, for a laid-back vacation, you chose the right place to go. Like, the West Coast is so chill. <laughs> I know. It was amazing. We also decided to go. I wasn't sure how I'd be feeling later on, mm-hmm. so we figured 25 weeks was good enough. I wanted to, like, be pregnant and feel pregnant, mm-hmm. which was exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I didn't want to go when I was, like, 30 weeks, and I didn't know how I would be feeling then. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just – I feel fine now, but I have no idea what's going to happen yeah. in, like, a week. Is there, like – is there a specific... Because you always hear in, like, TV shows that people aren't allowed to fly what in their third trimester. Is that true? It's from what I've been reading. You're allowed to fly halfway into your third okay. trimester about, but you have to, like, ask your doctor yeah. and, like, make sure. Um, yeah, so we just asked our doctor before we flew if it was fine. He was like, yeah, cool. we're good. Mm-hmm. And that was it. So, yeah, it was hmm. easy. Nice. Has there been... I know you said, like, the whole craving thing and no aversions has there been anything else that has been surprising about the process not the process of being pregnant I guess I have two answers for this that are completely different (laughs) my first answer is that we I can hope I hope I can breastfeed Mm. but I want to be prepared if not yeah and so we've been looking at formulas in the grocery store and they all contain milk powder yeah And even the ones that are lactose-free contain milk powder. So I've just been, like, really stressed being, like, I just want to have, like, one case of it, like, high up in the closet just in case I can't breastfeed. So it's more three a.m. My husband's, like, at the store trying to, like, find something without milk powder in it. Mm -hmm. So we're still trying to find what that is. I actually, when I was in Vancouver, I just randomly met Erin Ireland, which was very cool. And I love her. She's, like, an Instagrammer out there. And she said that she recommended, like, two different kinds of formula that she'd never have to use, had to use, but she ordered them online. So that's been the only shock, not shocking thing, Mm -hmm. but just thing that I want to be prepared for. Yeah. It's just like to have vegan formula if we need it. Mm -hmm. It's good that you're like on that too. I feel like most people wouldn't think of that kind of stuff. I like to be prepared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In like a crazy way. (laughs) (laughs) So she was even telling us, she, Erin was like, don't buy it because then it'll be better for your body. She's like mentally, you'll know you have that backup plan. So she didn't buy it because for her, she didn't want to have that. Yeah. But for me, if I don't have it, then I'll need it. Yeah. Like, I feel like you can think two different ways about it. Whereas, like, I just need to have one case of it just in case. Hopefully, I don't need it and I can breastfeed no problem. But it'll just be there just in case. Yeah. I feel like I told you I had two answers to something. What was the question? Uh, What's been surprising (laughs) Surprising. about the process? I don't know what I was going to (laughs) say. That's okay. Yeah. But is there anything else, like, in, like, post-pregnancy, once you deliver and have the baby, that you have to plan for as far as being vegan and... Like, you're, are you raising your child vegan? Yeah. Yeah, we're raising it vegan. And that's – I know you obviously assume this, but for people who aren't vegan, they're like, mm-hmm. are you raising it vegan? Like, yeah, yeah. I believe it's the best for my health, but for my baby. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to totally exactly. give it all the yeah. products. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're raising it vegan. I feel confident. We need to do more research, obviously, yeah. into it still. Like, right now, I feel like we're focused on the pregnancy and the breastfeeding yeah. stage, yeah. and then we'll get more into, like, what nutrients they need and everything. Yeah. But I just feel so reassured 
by like the World Health Organization says that a well-planned vegan diet is perfectly safe. Yeah. And a well-planned anything. You need to well-plan any yeah, diet. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Right? Like you just can't serve your kids like burgers and think they'll be fine just because mm-hmm. yeah. it's not vegan. So yeah, so I just feel good about it. I feel I've seen enough examples in the community and online and everything and from doctors. I just feel good about it. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely research later, obviously, to make yeah. sure we're getting everything they need. But for now, I just feel like I'm focused on the breastfeeding and pregnancy yeah. stage. No, yeah. that's fair. It's already a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you have to like read books about how to like raise it for yeah. like emotionally. Oh my, like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's just so much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's exciting, right? It's so exciting. Yeah. I'm, I've wanted kids forever. Yeah. And we want four kids. So I just feel like Lots this is of it. kids. We're yeah. starting. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited. That's so awesome. And did you always plan on like sharing the whole process on your blog? Or, like, online at all? I always, I guess, just because I share my life on Instagram, mm-hmm. I always sort of planned on sharing it mm-hmm. on Instagram. And then my blog, I sort of go in between, like, if I update it or not. Yeah. But I feel like with pregnancy, there was so much I wanted to say. And not everyone would be interested in that. Yeah. Just because if, you're, if you don't want kids, you're not that stage in your life. So yeah. I feel like I could be more detailed on my blog about things. So mm-hmm. I sort of brought back the blog just for being pregnant. Yeah. I think it's a great thing to share because like being pregnant and then being vegan as well still feels like something that isn't talked about that much maybe because I'm also not even looking into pregnancy that much right now so I don't see the crossover but I think the more people that talk about it the easier it becomes for everybody to come right because veganism is getting so much more popular there's going to be more people who are going into a pregnancy vegan and having people like you just share your story as openly as you are I think is such a good resource totally like there's so many mommy bloggers there's there's so many vegan instagrammers but Mm -hmm. then there's there's obviously people doing both and not like groundbreaking or anything yeah Yeah. but there is less so in the middle yeah Yeah. and just I feel like seeing that like the norm of it of like this person's vegan and also just happens to be pregnant all this stuff just like normalizes it so that it eventually it won't be a stretch it won't be like oh I'm vegan I need to think about this stuff so hard like Mm -hmm. obviously you need to think about everything but it's not going to be like worrying necessarily about like what if I get pregnant and all this kind of stuff so I feel like it just helps normalize everything which is nice yeah like you're being so honest and authentic about it and even though it's by no means an uncomplicated process it's a lot you're making it look like so doable from like a vegan perspective and even like from like we're not that uh different in age right and you're making it look so doable even from that standpoint. So I really appreciate that you're sharing all of that. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And it's honestly, like, I was telling my husband on the way here, I'm like, I'm going to be so boring. Like, no. I've had no, like, complication, which in a good way. Like, my yeah. pregnancy has been the most boring in a good way. Like, people want a boring pregnancy, right? Yeah. And so when I first started, this is not necessarily to do with veganism, but when mm-hmm. I first started talking about it, I did, like, a first trimester update. And I, yeah. like, spent so long not doing it because nothing really exciting yeah. happens. But then my friends were like, this is good because you hear only the bad stories about being pregnant. You don't yeah. hear about the easy stuff. Yeah. And I've just, yeah. So they're like, it's nice to know that it's not guaranteed that it's going to be super hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That there is like a chance that it might be a little bit easier. And obviously like I get tired and my feet hurt and my back hurts and whatever. Yeah. But it was, I thought everybody had morning sickness. And mm-hmm. then when I researched into it, only like a third of women have morning sickness. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you just hear about it yeah. because that's what people like to talk about because yeah. it's awful obviously if yeah. that happens to you so you found like in your research there weren't as many people telling the story that you were experiencing so then you wanted to tell that story yeah yeah and I didn't even think it was other people were like this it's important like we were scared to be pregnant yeah. and now it's like it's not assumed it's going to be a 
bad, yeah. hard thing. Like, I, I think it's that, like, pregnancies don't have to be, like, negative to be useful to share, right? Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. Right? Like so it's, like, not all the, not only negative is the useful information, mm-hmm. like, the positive is also the useful information. Be like, hey, I'm vegan, I'm pregnant, and my life is so normal still. So, like, yeah, like, nothing changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, some people were like, maybe it's because you're vegan that you didn't have morning sickness. And, like, it'd be nice to think that. Yeah. But then my mom didn't have morning sickness. My grandma yeah. didn't have morning sickness. Yeah. Like, I think so sometimes it's just the luck of the draw, yeah. you know? It's <laughs> totally just luck. And I'm so grateful not to have it because that sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but either way, the story is relatable and people will want to read it, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've sort of learned, which is good. Yeah. Have there been any, like, negative reactions, though, to the fact that you're vegan and pregnant? No. That's awesome. I think, I know, I think I might get, I don't know yet till I have the child, but I think when I actually have a kid, people mm. will be, maybe, mm-hmm. more. My family, luckily, they're not vegan, but they're so supportive of it. Yeah. But I think when you actually have a vegan child, that's when people might start having their opinions. Mm-hmm. You hear so much about, like, parent shaming. Yeah. Fellow parents shaming other parents. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like at that point, it probably gets stressful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but luckily, there's been nothing. Uh, my husband's been asked four times, uh, what we're going to do since breast milk isn't vegan. And we're like, what? <laughs> wow. I, like, I'm just like, whenever, I've heard that so much too. Whenever I'm just like, some, for some reason, some just vegan conversations lead into that. They're yeah. like, what about breast milk? And I was like, I don't, like, what about it? I don't understand what your question is. Yeah, like, like, well, it's from an animal, but it's, but it's for my baby and I'm yeah, not being it's, exploited. It's what it's there for. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's literally made for the baby. Yeah. Like, this is the one time we're using breast milk properly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been the one, like, weird thing where I'm like, I guess I can understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but, like, let's just take a step back and think about, <laughs> yeah. yeah, think about that. I have actually never heard that question before. Uh, yeah, I don't know why it comes yeah. up to me because I've never, I'm not trying to get pregnant or anything, but like every once in a while I'll hear it and be like, I don't, like, I just don't get it. Because it's like, it's made for the baby. No mom is being forced to give up her milk for mm-hmm. her baby. I'm thinking they're all willingly doing yeah. it. So I don't know. It's just such a weird question to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's been the most four times he's been asked that. Wow. <laughs> I like that he's been asked that question so yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his friends are like, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what a weird question for his friends to go to. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but I'm sure like anybody who questions like the health of your child, you're, you're going to have, you're going to know their nutrition, right? Because you're going to keep track of that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I assume I won't be as crazy as this, like tracking what every single piece yeah. that they put into their mouth. But every so often, yeah, you want to see what they're doing. And I think you should if your kid's vegan or not vegan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, Especially at the very yeah. beginning, right? Totally. Yeah, because it's like all the development happens then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people who aren't vegan typically and who aren't thinking about this they just sort of feed their kid what they were raised on and it's probably mostly healthy Mm -hmm. and totally but you don't really think about it to this extent Mm -hmm. so I feel like if anything I'm just going to be thinking about it more than if I wasn't vegan Mm -hmm. yeah and like again coming back to the fact that you've been vegan for a while and you're used to how to get the right nutrients like you have that experience so you're going into it well equipped to handle it properly totally right yeah I feel I feel good at maybe overconfident but I feel good (laughs) hey that's okay embrace that confidence right but I feel like I have all the resources anyway so if I don't get confident I have all all the resources are out there and they're good for you also like isn't your mom like a parenting expert she is yeah so (laughs) you have like the ultimate resources good research (laughs) this is why it turned out so perfectly (laughs) good job mom (laughs) 
And I remember uh, a few weeks ago when we were at the vegan social events, the fairly local vegan, she was talking about raising kids, kids vegan and sustainably. And she talked about the fact that like her kids are so proud of their veganism and like getting their classmates kind of like interested in it. And I just thought that was the sweetest thing. Like you just teach it to your kids in a way that it seems so natural. And then, then they're just happy about it. And the other kids are naturally like interested in it right yeah and I've read things about different parents doing if they go to a birthday party they'll reach out and ask the parent what are you making and they'll make a vegan version of the cake as well yeah Mm -hmm. and make a whole cake so everyone can try it if they want to you're just not the weirdo kid with your own sort of slice of vegan cake yeah yeah and don't make it like a raw vegan cake like put sugar in it make it so that they don't feel like they're missing out yeah like they're still kids you know (laughs) yeah Yeah. if all their friends are eating sugar cake they want to be eating sugar cake too but just give them the vegan version of it (laughs) And when you think about it, it's, I mean, an allergy is a more extreme case, but it's the same case as if a kid went to a birthday party and they had an allergy, their parents would have to accommodate for that, right? My cousin was actually asked, like, what are you going to do in school, blah, blah, blah. I I feel like it's the same thing. Obviously, they're not going to die, so it's a bit easier if they eat something. But if you have a peanut allergy or any kind of allergy, Mm -hmm. people need to be aware of it and they're eating different foods. Mm -hmm. And obviously, allergies are bad, but it's kind of nice that so many kids have allergies these days because, like, everybody has something. Yeah, Yeah. it's normalized to have dietary restrictions. Yeah. Like, almost everyone has some kind of dietary restriction. So, yeah. And my sister, actually, she's 20, and she said she only recently found out that someone in her elementary school was vegan the entire time, and she never knew. Oh, really? Wow. And I thought that was amazing. Like, yeah. they were, like, made fun of or, like, had their separate meal or, like, yeah. it wasn't a big yeah. issue. Like, they, they didn't just, seem like the odd one out. Yeah. You yeah. pack your lunch every day. And who cares if you're having, like, I don't whatever yeah. instead of meat? No one's going to notice. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really cool that yeah. no one knew. It is. That's awesome to know, too, because I even feel like sometimes I feel left out, like, yeah. at, like, gatherings when I'm the only vegan. Yeah. Like, I was actually at a wedding recently, and the only vegan at the table. There are other dietary restrictions, but the only vegan at the table. And you can't help but sometimes feel, like, a little left out, especially when, like, it's the vegan option isn't necessarily as good as yeah. the other option. And you almost kind of feel disappointed. You're like, oh, vegan food, like... Vegan food is better than this. Yes. Or like this you feel a little left is... out and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to know that like kids can go through school without feeling that way. Yeah. yeah. And like classmates didn't even know. They were just eating their regular lunch and mm-hmm. nobody cared. That's and I thought so that was cool. really cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's reassuring. Yeah. No, they I were feel reassuring. great now. <laughs> yeah. It's like the one thing you're going to take away from this. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any final words of wisdom or advice you want to share like if someone was listening to this and they were either thinking about getting pregnant or maybe they're in the beginning of their pregnancy I would say eat healthily like obviously go vegan eat healthily but don't think that vegan is gonna cure you or help mm-hmm. you get pregnant in any ways like I have a hormonal imbalance so we had to go to a fertility clinic mm-hmm. to help us get pregnant mm-hmm. and if I had just relied on like oh vegans magical vegans gonna like cure <laughs> me and help me have a baby like yeah. that wouldn't have got me anywhere like I had an imbalance I had to see a doctor I had yeah. medication so I think yes eat healthily eat vegan eat whole foods that'll help you a little bit mm-hmm. but don't think it's the be all end all to solve all yeah. of your health problems sometimes you need a little extra help mm-hmm. yeah 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 and that's not a bad thing and that's yeah. just everybody and yeah yeah Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I'm so happy you came on because also you just made everything seem so normal. You did. Yeah. (laughs) So normal. And like not scary. No. (laughs) It's really not. It's so much easier than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Actually, 
Never mind. I totally thought it was going to be easy going into it, but yeah. I've been pleasantly surprised. That it actually is easy? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't need to be taking all these supplements or all these anything. You should take your prenatal like anybody else should be. Mm-hmm. And add in some extra chia seeds or mm-hmm. whatever for your omega-3s. If you're not, like, you're good to go. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Whenever I get pregnant, I'm just going to say, um, what, am, what do I do? <laughs> Tori, I need help. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Teach me your ways. <laughs> Don't have a care in the world. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. If people want to follow your Instagram or your blog, where can they find you? My Instagram is Tori Halpin and my blog is ToriHalpin.com. Everyone should go follow her. If you Mm -hmm. want to learn about all the awesome vegan spots in Toronto, she is always visiting them and making us so hungry. Yeah. (laughs) So definitely check it out. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. If you want to check out our vegan recipes and videos, we are Two Market Girls on YouTube and our recipes are at twomarketgirls.com. And that's going to be it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.